He's just so good. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You are so good, Lord God. You're so merciful to us, Lord God. We just lift your name high today, Lord God, as we begin to go into praise, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that you give us the right songs to sing, Lord God. Give us a song, Lord God, to, to heal our hearts, Lord God, to heal our minds, Lord God, to ease us, to put us in your place of resting, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord God. And I just thank you, Lord God. For everything that you're continuing to do for all of my brothers and sisters here today, Lord God, family, friends, Lord God, I just thank you, Lord God. We're all family in the in the name of you, Lord Jesus. We're all brothers and sisters in Christ. We're all brothers and sisters in your body, Lord God. And I thank you, Lord God, one day that we'll all be together, Lord God, with peace and with love, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord God. I just thank you for that, Lord God. I thank you for this day, Lord God. I thank you that you set apart this day, this Sabbath day, this seventh day, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, for what you did for this day. You set apart a special blessing for this day. You said that you sanctified it, Lord God, because it was on the seventh day, Lord God, that you rested from all your works, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord God. And I just thank you, Lord God. We got an opportunity to to enter into that rest in all days, Lord God, but especially today, Lord God. I just thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord God. <clears throat> thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord God, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. I just want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind. Cause I know there is peace within your presence. I speak Jesus. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. To every dark addiction starts to break. Declaring there is hope and there is freedom. I speak Jesus. Your name is power. Your name is healing. Your name is life. Break every stronghold. Shine through the shadows, burn like a fire. I just want to speak the name of Jesus over fear and all the time. To every soul held captive by depression, 
I speak Jesus. Your name is power. Your name is healing. Your name is life. Break every stronghold. Shine through the shadows. The life of Christ. His power. Your name is healing. Your name is love. Break every stronghold, shut through the shadows, the light is gone. Shout Jesus from the mountains, Jesus in the street. Jesus in the darkness, soul for every enemy. Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name, Jesus. Shout Jesus from the mountain, be Jesus in the street. Jesus in his heart is over every enemy. Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name. Jesus. Your name is power. Your name is healing. Your name is Break every stronghold, shine through the shadows, the light of hope. Your name is power, your name is healing, your name is hope. Shine every stronghold. Just want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind. I know there is peace within your presence. I speak Jesus. Jesus from the mountain. Jesus in the streets, Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name, Jesus. Your name is found, oh, Jesus in the streets. 
Oh, Jesus, let it stop me sober and me. Jesus, for my family, I speak the holy name. Jesus, your name is power. Oh, Jesus, from the Jesus, in the darkness, over heavy enemies. Jesus, for my family, I speak the holy name. Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord God. was a wretch I remember who I was I was lost I was blind I was running out of time sand separated the bridge was far too wide but from the far side of the chasm you held me in your sight you made a way across the great divide, left behind heaven's throat to build it here inside. And then at the cross, you paid the debt I owe, broke my chains, freed my soul. For the first time I had home. Thank you, Jesus, for the blood of Thank you, Jesus, it has washed me white. Thank you, Jesus, you have saved my life. Brought me from the darkness into glorious light. You took my place, laid inside my tomb of sin. You were buried for three days. And then you walked right out again. And now death has no sting. And life has no end. 
for I have been transformed by the blood of the Lamb. Thank you, Jesus, for the blood of life. Thank you, Jesus, it has washed me white. Thank you, Jesus, you have saved my life. Brought me from the darkness into glorious there is nothing stronger than a wonder working power of the blood, the blood that calls the sun to die. We go ransom by a father through the blood. The blood. There is nothing stronger than the ones who work in power. The blood, the blood. They call the sons and daughters. We go ransom by our father through the blood, the blood. Thank you, Jesus, for the blood of Thank you, Jesus, for the blood Thank you, Jesus, you have saved my life. You brought me from the darkness into glorious love. Glory to his name. Glory to my heart was the blood Glory to Yes, Hallelujah, Lord God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord God. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord God. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord God. Thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord God. 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord God. Sorry about these ads, guys. Thank you, Lord God. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. This is one of my favorite songs. Oh, Jesus. Many nights we prayed, but no proof anyone could hear. In our hearts, a hopeful song we buried. Understood. Now we are not afraid. Although we know there's much to fear, we will move a mountain song before we knew we could. There can be miracles when you believe. Though hope is frail, it's hard to kill. Who knows what miracles you can achieve when you believe somehow you will. You will when you believe. In this time of fear, when prayer so often proves in vain, hope seems like the summer birds this swiftly flown away. Yet now I'm standing here. My heart's so full I can't explain. Seeking faith and speaking words I never thought I'd say. There can be miracles when you believe. Though hope is free. It's hard to kill. Who knows what miracles you can achieve when you believe somehow you will. You will when you believe. They don't always happen when you ask. And in seas, it's still given to your fears. But 
But when you're blinded by your pain, can't see your way straight through the rain. A small and still resilient voice says help is very near. There can be miracles when you believe. Though hope is frail. It's hard to clear. Who knows what miracles you can achieve when you believe? See how you will. You will when you believe. You will. Just believe. Amen. Just believe. When you believe, you will win. Hallelujah, Lord God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We love you, Lord God. We praise you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Looking for gifts I hope with inspiring I love you, though your mercy never failed me. All my days I've been held in you. From the moment that I wake up until I lay my head, oh, I will say of the goodness. Of God. And all my life, you have been faithful. And all my life, you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, oh, I will sing. Of the goodness of God, I love your voice. You have led me to the fire and the darkest night. You were close, my God. I know you as a father. 
Are you hurting and broken within? Overwhelmed by the weight of your sin? Jesus is calling. Have you come to the end of yourself? Do you thirst from a drink from the well? Jesus is calling. Oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Leave behind your regrets and mistakes. Come today, there's no reason to wait. Jesus is calling. Bring your sorrows and trade them for joy. From the ashes, a new life is born. Jesus is calling. Oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, what a Savior, isn't he wonderful? Hallelujah, Christ is risen. Bow down before him, for he is Lord Sing hallelujah, Christ is risen. Oh, what a Savior, isn't he wonderful? Sing hallelujah, Christ is risen. Bow down before him, for he is Lord of all. Say hallelujah, Christ is risen. 
oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Come to the altar. The Father's arms are open. Forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Who comes to the altar? Come to the altar. Oh, come to the altar. Your father's arms are open. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And do one more. Sarah will be on in one moment. Jesus. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. For I spoke a word, you were singing over me. You've been so, so good to me. Before I took a breath, you breathe your life in me. You have been so, so kind to me. All the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Always oh, chases me down, fights till I fell instead. Ninety nine, I couldn't earn it, and I don't deserve it. Still, you give yourself away. All oh, the overwhelming, never ending, reckless love of God. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, anybody know God loves like that? Hallelujah. Yes, he does. Hallelujah. Amen, Lord God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. When I was your foe, still your love fought for me. You have been so, so good to me. 
When I felt no worse, you paid it all for me. Cause you have been so, so kind to me. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Oh, it chases me down, fights till I'm found, leaves that 99. And I couldn't earn it, and I don't deserve it. Still, you give yourself away. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, I love you, love you, love you, oh. No shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. There's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. There's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. The overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Oh, it chases me down, fights till I found, leaves at 99. I couldn't earn it, I don't deserve it. Still, you'll give yourself away. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Hey. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord God. Make the holidays sweeter. Russell Stewart chocolates. Make happy. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. All right. I'm gonna go right in. Amen. Try to try to squeeze in another song for us, guys. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. 
Amen. Hallelujah. Let's start off with a just a, a short prayer. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for blessing us, Jesus. Thank you for leading the way, Jesus. For you are the way, the truth, and the life, Jesus. You are Jesus, our Father, Jesus. You are King, Jesus. You are our Lord and our Savior, Jesus. You are who you are, Jesus. You are a great God to us, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. You are God, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. You, Jesus, are our buckler and shield, Jesus. You are our shield of faith, which quenches all the fiery darts and all the fiery arrows of the enemy. Protect us, uplift us, strengthen us, lead us in the holy name of Jesus. Anoint Jesus, us, Jesus, as, as brothers and sisters, mothers and fathers, sons and daughters, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Anoint us, Jesus, as the, the kingdom and the body of Christ in the holy name of Jesus. Uplift us, lead us in the way, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Help us to keep your word, Jesus. Help us, Jesus, to be patient, Jesus. Hallelujah, and wait on you and not lean on our own understanding, Jesus, for you are our Father, Jesus. You are God, Jesus, and you reign supreme. You are the head of every principality, power, and authority. Prepare us today. Help us to receive your word, Jesus. Help us to hear, Jesus, what you are speaking through your spirit, Jesus, and what you are speaking to us in your words. Jesus, help us to search your scriptures. Help us to hear. Help us to learn. Help us to receive in the holy name of Jesus. We pray to you and we say hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Jesus. Bear with me for just one second. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So today, today is a is a, is a special day. Amen. We look at the uh, the calendar of the Jews. Today um, is dedicated as the Feast of Dedication, and it's only mentioned one time in the Bible. We're going to look at that real quick, um, and then we're going to we're going to read a little bit about. Amen. What is what it's about. And so um, very relevant to where we've been going in these scriptures. And Jesus wants us to take a quick look at it. Amen. So this first scripture is in the Apocrypha in first Maccabees chapter four. We're going to read just a little teensy bit of it. It says and it's about Judah Maccabee. Amen. And so during that time, um, the Gentiles, the Greek Gentiles, the Greek Gentiles took over um, Jerusalem and built an altar to Zeus and put the altar of Zeus and the statue of Zeus 
where the um the temple is standing was standing and where the um the the tabernacle was where the actual ark of the covenant was was a giant statue of zeus and they offered um they did meat offerings in there and they had all types of crazy stuff fornication uh blood sacrifices going on in there and everything amen and so this is very important and it's um it's relevant because these are some of the things that are going on now amen and we even have on the temple mount itself today we have the um the dome of the rock amen and what's being worshipped there is um, the very stone that Abraham stood on to sacrifice his son Isaac. Of course, he didn't do it, but they, but these, um, the Muslims worship that, okay, and they practice idolatry through the worship of that. So we're facing a lot of the same things. So it's it's very relevant. And Jesus wants us to take a quick look at it. Amen. So again, it's First Maccabees chapter four. We want to start in line one. It says, "Then took Georges." 5,000 footmen and a 1,000 of the best horsemen and removed out of the camp by night to the end he might rush in upon the camp of Judah and smite them suddenly. And the men of the fortress were his guides. Now when Judah heard thereof, he himself removed and the valiant men with him that he might smite the king's army with was at Amos. Okay, and again, this is Judah Maccabee, not uh, Judah of the patriarchs. Um, that was Jacob's son. Okay, he was named after Jacob's son. While as yet the forces were dispersed from the camp, in the mean season came Georges by night into the camp of Judah. And when he found no man there, he sought them in the mountains, for he said, These fellows flee from us. But as soon as it was that day, was they, Judah showed himself in the plain with 3,000 men who nevertheless had neither armor nor swords to their minds. And they saw the camp of the heathen, that it was strong and well harnessed, and compassed round about with horsemen, and these were expert of war. Then said Judah to the men that were with him, Fear you not, their multitude, neither be afraid of their assault. Remember how our fathers were delivered by um, by God, by the Lord God, in the Red Sea, when Pharaoh pursued them with an army. Now therefore let us cry unto heaven, and if peradventure Yahuwah, for the Lord God, our Elohim, will have mercy upon us and remember the covenant of our fathers and destroy this host before our face this day. That so all the heathen may know that Yahuwah, or Lord God, is the Elohim who deliver us and save Israel. Then the strangers lifted up their eyes and saw them coming over against them. Wherefore, they went out of the camp to battle, but they that were with Judah sounded their trumpets. So they joined battle and the heathen being discomfited fled into the plain. Howbeit all, all the hindmost of them for the 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 um the people that were in the rear, the, the soldiers that were in the rear uh, of them were slain with the sword, for they pursued them unto Uzzah and unto the plains of Edom and Ashdod and Yabne, so that there were slain of them upon a three a three thousand men. Okay, and so that's the south southern part of Israel going into Edom. Amen. This done. Judah returned again with his host from pursuing them and said to the people, be not greedy of the spoil inasmuch as there is a battle before us. And Georges and his host are here by us in the mountain. But stand you now against our enemies and overcome them. And after this, you may boldly take the spoils. As Judah was yet speaking these words, there appeared a part of them looking out of the mountain, who when they perceived that the, uh, that the Jews had put their host to flight and were burning the tents for the smoke that was seen declared what was done when they, when therefore, they perceived these things. They were so afraid and seeing also the host of Judah in the plain ready to fight. They fled everyone into the land of strangers. Then Judah returned to spoil the tents where they got much gold and silver and blue silk and purple of the sea and great 
riches. Hallelujah. And so the next few is going up in line 32. Jesus wants us to look at in First uh, Maccabees chapter 4. Make them to be of no courage and cause the boldness of their strength to fall away and let them quake at their destruction. So this was a great victory because the, the Greek Gentiles had an army that was about, uh, uh, I think it was about 20,000 more than what the what the Jews had. And so it was a miracle. So now they're playing, they're praying to Jesus, thanking him. Make them to be of no courage and to cause the boldness of their strength to fall away and let them quake at their destruction. Cast them down with the sword of them that love thee and let all those that know thy name praise thee with thanksgiving. So they joined battle and there were slain of the host of Lysias, about 5,000 men, even before them were they slain. Now when Lysias saw his army put to flight and the manly, manliness of Judah's soldiers and how they were ready to either live or die valiantly, he went up into Atoya, Antalkia, and they gathered together a company of strangers and having made his army uh, greater than it was, he purposed to come again into Judah. Then said Judah and, and his brethren, behold, our enemies are discomfited. Let us go up to cleanse and dedicate the sanctuary of Yahuwah or the Lord God. That's where the feast of dedication comes from because they went up there to cleanse it, to break down all the um, all the altars and the idols and all the stuff that was in there, that those Greeks put in there and to um, put in, put back in the temple, the, the, the look and the furniture and the spirit to pray everything um, back in the way that it was supposed to be and to bring everything physically the way it was supposed to be. Upon this all, the hosts assembled themselves together and went up into Mount Zion. And when they saw the sanctuary desolate and the altar profaned and the gates burned up and the shrubs growing in the courts as in a forest or in one of the mountains, yea, and the priest chambers pulled down, they rent their clothes and made great lamentation and cast ashes upon their heads and fell down flat to the ground upon their faces and blew an alarm with the trumpets and cried toward heaven. Then Judah appointed certain men to fight against those that were in the fortress until he had cleaned, cleansed the sanctuary. So he chose priests and blame, a blameless conversation such as had pleasure in the Torah who, or the law, who cleansed the sanctuary and bare out the defiled stones into the, an unclean place. And when as they consulted what to do with the altar of burnt offerings, which was profane, they thought it best to pull it down unless it should be a reproach to them because the heathen had defiled it. Wherefore, they pulled it down and laid up the stones in the mountain of the temple in a convenient place until there should come a prophet to show them what should be done with them. Then they took whole stones according to the Torah of Yahuwah or the Lord God and built a new altar according to the former and made up the sanctuary and the things that were within the temple and hollowed the courts. They made also new holy vessels and into the temple they brought the menorah and the altar of burnt offerings and of incense and the table. And upon the altar they burned incense and the lamps that were upon the menorah they lighted that they might give light in the temple. Furthermore, they set the loaves upon the table and spread out the veils and finished all the works which they had begun to make. Now on the five and twentieth day of the ninth month, which is called Kislu or Chislu, in the hundred forty and eighth year, they rose up betimes in the morning and offered sacrifice according to the Torah upon the new altar of burnt offering which they had made. Look at what time and what day of the heathen that um, what the heathen had profaned it. Even in that we praise Yahuwah or the Lord God with songs and and um, and hymns and harps and cymbals. Then all the people fell upon their faces, worshiping and praising Yahuwah had given them good success. And so they kept the feast of Hanukkah or the feast of dedication. 
of the altar eight days and offered burnt offerings with gladness and sacrificed the sacrifice of deliverance and praise. Hallelujah. Amen. So that's what it's all about. So the next scripture that Jesus led us to is in uh, John 10. John 10. This is where uh, we find it mentioned um, in the Bible. Amen. So the next scripture that Jesus led us to is John 10. Let me know if you guys need a minute to get there. And when you get there, just go ahead and say amen. Hallelujah. Jesus is so good. Amen. And so in the same way, Jesus wants us to be great examples. This is what we've been reading about, about being great examples, clean examples. Amen. So we see we see people doing unclean things. We inspire them to rededicate. It's the feast of dedication to rededicate their lives to Jesus and put away the filthiness, the uncleanness from their lives. OK, if it's idolatry, if it's fornication, if it's in the ingesting of blood, if it's things strangled, you know, those are the four things that we've seen in Acts 15 that the Holy Spirit said to abstain from that Paul and Barnabas. Um, we're told through the Holy Spirit to abstain from. And so it's the same thing. That's why the fe this feast of dedication is very important. Amen. Hallelujah. And so, again, um, Jesus led us to John 10. You just say amen if you're already there. Amen. 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 John 10, starting in line 22. So this is Jesus uh, going into the temple. And it says, and they celebrated the dedication in Jerusalem or the feast of dedication in Jerusalem. And it was winter. Okay, so it was it was uh, right around this time. Uh, bear with me for just one second. <clears throat> so it was winter. <clears throat> it's usually held uh, between this time um, and the end of the month, hallelujah. And so it says here, amen. It was Jerusalem, the feast of dedication, and it was winter, and Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. Amen. And then the Jews round about around him and said unto him, how long do you make us to doubt? If you be the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you believe not. The works that I do in my father's name, they bear witness of me. And so Jesus was part of that, a big part of that. Sorry about that. Jesus was a big part of that. Amen. So he became part of this, uh, this rededication of us back to what we're supposed to be. And back to who we're supposed to be. And so this is, this is, it's very significant that Jesus um, was present and celebrated this, this feast day. Hallelujah. So again, it says, 
Jesus answered them, I told you, and you believe not the works that I do in my father's name. They bear witness of me. Hallelujah. But you believe not because you are not of my sheep, as I said unto you. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Jesus answered them, Many good works have I showed you from my Father. For which of those works do you stone me? The Jews answered, answered him, saying, For a good work we stone thee not, but for the blasphemy. For, but for blasphemy, and because that you, being a man, makest, makest thyself God. Jesus answered them, it is not written, is it not written in your law, and you said you are gods? If he called them gods, unto whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken, say you of him whom the Father have sanctified and sent into the world. Thou blasphemest, because I said I am the Son of God. Amen. And so so many people mis misinterpret this scripture that Jesus saying you are actually God's. He's saying that you belong to God. You are the children of God. Hallelujah. If I do not the works of my father, believe me not. But if I do, though you believe me, you believe not me. Believe the works that you may know and believe that the father is in me and I in him. Therefore, they sought again to take him, but he escaped out of their hand and went away again beyond Jordan into the place where John at first baptized. And there he abode. And many resorted unto him and said, John did no miracle, but all things that John spake of this man were true. So everything that John spake of, it came true. And many believed on him there. And so Jesus is our is our dedication he dedicated us back to god back to himself because jesus is god amen and so that and that that um actually goes back into what we were learning about in the last sermon the passover unleavened um the 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 sabbath the passover unleavened bread and the feast of first fruits okay because when uh, jesus died and came back he breathed on the disciples we read we read about that the last in the last sermon and when the holy spirit fell on the day of pentecost right that was jesus rededicating us the whole process of I mean, the whole ministry all of it was a big part of it this this um, particular chapter right here being a big part of it, Amen. Him saying, "This is who I am. I am God." He said, "Before Abraham was, I am." Okay, when Moses saw him in the in, saw um, God in the burning bush, he asked him, "Who are you?" He said, "I am that I am." That's God. Jesus is God, and so He's part of that that rededication when He anoints us with the Holy Spirit like that. That's Him rededicating us. Amen. So the feast of dedication is very, very relevant. Amen. And so Jesus led us back to Zechariah 14. Amen. Jesus wants us to know how relevant these feast days are again. And um, Jesus um, has led us to look at this chapter each time we go through these feast days because of how um, relevant the feast days in the particular, a particular one, the Feast of Tabernacles will be in the near future. 
Hallelujah. And we're going to start at line 16 in Zechariah 14. Jesus led us back to Zechariah 14. We're going to start at line 16. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. It says, and it shall come to pass that everyone that is left of all the nations which came against Jerusalem shall even go up from year to year to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, and to keep the feast of tabernacles. And it shall be that whoso will not come up of all the families of the earth unto Jerusalem to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, even upon them shall be no rain. And if the family of Egypt go not up and come not, that have no rain, there shall be the plague, wherewith the Lord will smite the heathen that come not up to keep the feast of tabernacles. This shall be the punishment of Egypt and the punishment of all nations that come not up to keep the feast of tabernacles. In that day shall there be upon the bells of the horses holiness unto the Lord, and the pots in the Lord's house shall be like the bowls before the altar. Yea, every pot in Jerusalem and in Judah shall be holiness unto the Lord of hosts. And all they that sacrifice shall come and take of them and seed therein. And in that day there shall be no more the Canaanite in the house of the Lord's of host and the Lord of hosts. Table of the Lord. Um, I'm sorry. There shall be no more the Canaanite in the house of the Lord of hosts. Amen. So Jesus is talking about, and we read this um, in Ezekiel when we went through the Revelation series, that Jesus is talking about the thousand years of peace. Amen. That that is the near future. Hallelujah. So we're we're closer to that than ever. Amen. Hallelujah. So the first scripture that Jesus led us back to, we're going to just kind of uh, review a little bit. Jesus wanted us to review just a little teensy bit um, the Sabbath, the Passover, the unleavened bread, just a little bit. Jesus led us uh, back to Luke six. Amen. Back to the New Testament in Luke six. Amen. Just say amen when you guys get there. Amen. Luke 6, we're going to start at line 1. Hallelujah. So, you know, it's it's, it's very interesting. Amen. Um, how Jesus leads us through um, some of these things. And, of course, we all have our own individual walk. And Jesus uh, actually led us to do um, most of these feast days uh, for the last couple of years. And, again, it's, it's very um, humbling experience. It it, it it he rids you of comfort through those experiences, amen. And he always brings you a deeper understanding of the scriptures. We spend a lot of time using when we do these educating our children, educating ourselves, me and Ashley finding out more uh, um, things about the scriptures and the feast days that we didn't even know about and how relevant they are, amen. And so Jesus wants us us to understand that he is leading us in a way. Hallelujah to be separate from the world. Amen. As, as we let go of those worldly things, he leads us into things that are more of him. Hallelujah. And again, when it comes to the feast days, it depends on our own personal walk with him, what he tells us to do, what he desires of us. Amen. And so that's what he's um, desired for us. Amen. And so this is great. Um, information through the power of the holy spirit to keep us edified as the body and as uh dedicated 
lively stones and sons and daughters of Jesus. Amen. And so Luke 6, we're going to start. Jesus led us to Luke 6. We're going to start at line 1. And it came to pass on the second Sabbath after the first. Okay, so this is the Sabbath day today that he went through the cornfields and his disciples plucked the ears of corn and did eat rubbing them in their hands and certain of the Pharisees said unto them, why do you that which is not lawful to do on the Sabbath days? And Jesus answering them said, have you not read in uh, read so much as this, what David did when himself was hungered and which and they which were with him, how he went into the house of God and did take and eat the showbread and gave also to them that were with him which is, it is not lawful to eat, but for the priest alone. And he said unto them that the son of man is Lord also of the Sabbath. So Jesus is the Lord of the Sabbath. Amen. And it came to pass also on another Sabbath that he entered into the synagogue and taught. And there was a man whose right hand was withered. And the scribes and Pharisees watched him, whether he would heal on the Sabbath day, that they might find an accusation against him. But he knew their thoughts and said to the man which had the withered hand, rise up and stand forth in the midst. And he arose and stood forth. Then said Jesus un unto them, I will ask you one thing. Is it lawful on the Sabbath days to do good or to do evil, to save life or to destroy it? And looking round about upon them all, he said unto the man, stretch forth thy hand. And he did so. And his hand was restored whole as the other. And they were filled with madness and communed one with one another what they might do to Jesus. And it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. And when it was day, he called unto him his disciples. And of them he chose 12, whom also he named apostles hallelujah so when we have the we have the sabbath days we have these feast days of joy but that's what jesus says that he says they are he says they're feast days of joy we are supposed to treat it as a day of, of praying to him as a day of getting to know jesus choosing uh, uh, have, having that having that time be like a, a quiet time, private time, you know, amongst family as well too. Being in prayer, <laughs> reading the Bible, getting closer to Jesus, searching the scriptures. Amen. And that's exactly what Jesus did. He went to a private place on a mountaintop and prayed. Hallelujah. On the Sabbath day which is the same day as today, which is the Sabbath day. Hallelujah. That's one of the reasons why we do our sermons on Saturdays. Amen. It's the Sabbath day. Hallelujah. So the next scripture that Jesus uh, led us to is Acts 17. Amen. Acts 17. Let me know if I'm going too fast for you guys. If I need to slow down a little bit. Is everybody able to keep up? Amen. 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 All right. So Jesus led us to Acts 17. And we're going to start in line one. And this is Paul also teaching on the Sabbath. Now, when they had passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where it was a synagogue of the Jews. 
And Paul, as his manner was, went in unto them and three Sabbath days reasoned with them out of the scriptures, opening and alleging that Christ must needs have suffered and risen again from the dead, and that this Jesus whom I preach unto you is Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. So Jesus led us back just a little bit in Acts 12 to look at the Feast of Unleavened Bread, which we talked about in the last sermon as well, too. Hallelujah. So Acts 12, just a, a page or two over. Amen. In most, uh, most of our Bibles. Amen. Now it says that. Now about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church. And he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of unleavened bread. That's unleavened bread. There we go right there. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quaternions of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Amen. Hallelujah. So Jesus led us back to Leviticus 23. We're going to look at uh, the Feast of Weeks which is Pentecost. Amen. And again, Pentecost is very much related to the first fruits. Amen. Um, the Feast of Weeks, the Feast of Trumpets, hallelujah. Amen. And the next one, we're going to go to the, um, in the next one, we're going to do the Day of Atonement and the Feast of Tabernacles. Hallelujah. So Jesus led us back to Leviticus 23. And we're going to start in line 10. Amen. And again, um, the Feast of Weeks and the Feast of First Fruits are very much interrelated. Amen. And in some ways, hallelujah, they overlap. Hallelujah. So Leviticus 23. Let me know if you need a second to get there. Amen. Amen. Good. Okay. amen so leviticus 23 jesus led us to line 10 amen and it says and the and speak unto the children of israel and say unto them when you become into the land which i gave unto you and shall reap the harvest thereof then you shall bring a sheaf of the first fruits of your harvest unto the priest, and he shall wave the sheep before the Lord to be accepted for you. On the morrow after the Sabbath, the priest shall wave it, and you shall offer that day when you wave the sheep and he lamb without blemish of the first year for a burnt offering unto the Lord. And the meat offering thereof shall be two tempt deals of fine flour mingled with oil, and an offering made by fire unto the Lord for a sweet savor, and the drink offering thereof shall be of wine, the fourth part of it in. And you shall eat neither bread nor parched corn nor green ears until the selfsame day that you have brought an offering unto your God. It shall be a statute forever throughout your generations and all your dwellings. And you shall count unto you from the morrow after the Sabbath, from the day that you brought the sheaf of the wave offering, seven Sabbaths shall be complete. Even unto the morrow after the seventh Sabbath shall you number 50 days and you shall offer a new meat offering unto the Lord. You shall bring out of your habitation 
two wave loaves of two temp deals. They shall be of fine flour. They shall be baking with leaven. They are the first fruits unto the Lord. And you shall offer with the bread seven lambs without blemish of the first year and one young bullock and two rams. They shall be for a burnt offering unto the Lord with their meat offering and their drink offerings, even an offering made by fire of sweet savor unto the Lord. Then you shall sacrifice one kid of the goats for a sin offering and two lambs of the first year for a sacrifice of peace offerings. And the priest shall wave them with the bread of the first fruits for a wave offering before the Lord with the two lambs. They shall be holy to the Lord. For the priest, and you shall proclaim on the self same day that it may be a holy convocation unto you, that you shall do no servile work there. It shall be a statute forever in all your dwellings throughout your generations. And when you reap the harvest of your land, you shall not make clean riddance of the corners of the field. When you reap it, neither shall you gather any gleanings of the harvest of your harvest. You shall leave them unto the poor and to the stranger. I am the Lord your God. And so even in that, in, in this um, this instance of the scripture, Jesus is still saying, have mercy upon those of the poor in your land. Amen. And so this is 50 days. This is the, the 50th day after you, um, after the last offering. Amen. And so this actually took place. And we, and we're going to go into the New Testament. Jesus wanted us to know this was 50 days after another important, important event. Amen. So Jesus led us up to the New Testament in Acts 2, to the day of Pentecost, which was the same feast, the Feast of Weeks. Amen. Or Shavuot. Amen. So remember, it said, even unto the morrow after the seventh Sabbath, you shall number 50 days and you shall offer a new meat offering. So again, Acts 2, we're going to start right in line one. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Amen. And so we got to remember one thing. Well, on these feast days, there were thousands of people coming to Jerusalem. And so this was, this was a big gathering. This wasn't like a, a gathering of like five people, seven people. 10 people. These were thousands and thousands of people. It's like if you can imagine New York on New Year's Day. That's the way that these feast days were for Jesus. That's the way it's really supposed to be. We're supposed to be, be gathering by the thousands for Jesus. Amen. And so we're just starting to get back to this with some of the different gatherings that the uh, the different um, denominations have. But we we do we we just have to get we have to come together on the one accord part, no matter the denomination. We need to come together like this. Amen. That's why this feast of dedication is so important. Amen. And so again, and hallelujah. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Jesus wants this. He wants us, we want us all to come with one accord in one 
place. Hallelujah. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling in, at Jerusalem Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. Why were they from every nation? Because there were thousands and thousands of people that came to Jerusalem, Jews and um, Gentiles, to Jerusalem from all around that whole region to come to Jerusalem to celebrate this feast day. Amen. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. And now when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? And how hear we every man in our own tongue wherein we were born? Parthians and Medes and Elamites and dwellers in Mesopotamia and in Judea and Cappadocia and Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia and Egypt and in the parts of Libya about Cyrene and strangers of Rome, Jews and proselytes, Cretes and Arabians. We do hear them speak in our own in our tongues the wonderful works of God. And they were all amazed and were in doubt, saying one to another, what meaneth this? He didn't know what it means because it was so incredible. Amen. Others mocking said, these men are full of new wine. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, you men of, of Judea and all you that dwell in Jerusalem, be this known unto you and hearken to my words. For these are not drunken as you suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. So that was the very beginning of that prophecy coming to pass. Hallelujah. Jesus wanted us to know that. And I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and notable day of the Lord come. This is where the, the whole blood moon things come, come comes from. Hallelujah. And it shall come to pass that whatsoever shall call, whosoever shall call in the name of the Lord shall be saved. You men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as you yourselves also know, him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, you have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain, whom God have raised up, having loosed the, the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be holden of it. For David speaketh concerning him. I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is on my right hand, that I should not be moved. Therefore did my heart rejoice, and my tongue was glad. Moreover, also my flesh shall rest in hope, because thou wilt not leave my soul in hell. Neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thou hast made known to me the ways of life. That's Jesus. 
Thou shalt make me full of joy with thy countenance, men and brethren. Let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his sepulcher is with us unto this day. It's still there. Amen. And there's 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 archaeology to prove it. Hallelujah. Therefore, being a prophet and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that of the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, he would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. Again, this goes back to what Jesus showed us in the last sermon about the first fruits, the fruit of our loins. Amen. He would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. He, seeing this before, spake of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hell, neither his flesh did see corruption. This Jesus hath God raised up, whereof we are all his witnesses. That's why I said, and Jesus led me to this, that the first fruits and the feast of weeks are very, very much intertwined. Hallelujah. Therefore, being by the right hand of God, exalted and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he have shed forth this, which you now see and hear. For David is not ascended into the heavens, but he saith to himself, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou on my right hand, until I make thy foes thy footstool. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made the, the, the same Jesus, whom you have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Amen. Even as many. As the Lord our God shall call. And we're going to find out in a minute just how many it was. During this, this first falling of the Holy Spirit. On the Feast of Weeks, the day of Pentecost. Which is the Greek um, interpretation of, of weeks. Pente, cost. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized. And the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. There were 3,000 people just in that group. That's how many people were there at, in Jerusalem during the Feast of Weeks, Pentecost, Shavuot. That's how many days. I mean, that's how many people. Hallelujah. So that's, that was just a small group. So they were thousands and thousands more. Hallelujah. During that feast day, the, the Jerusalem was filled with people. Hallelujah. People would come and they would um, come to a person's house and a family member's house and stay with them. And, and, and or, or they, you know, the people didn't have family members. They would stay with People they, people they didn't know. And so when Jesus says, love thy neighbor, this is what he's talking about. It goes back to the Old Testament. Loving our neighbor. Being of the body of Christ is, 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 is a high calling. This is what he's talking about. Amen. And so the other part of this, when we, when we talk about the Feast of Weeks, again, it was 50 days after the, the last offering of the... Um, amen. I want you to hear this real quick before you go, Sister Brenda. 50 days after the last offering um, for the first fruits. And the other uh, relation 
was that, okay, so 50 days after the children of Israel came out of Egypt, they got the laws on Mount Sinai. We're going to see that in the, uh, the Holy Land site video later. But also at 50 days after Jesus died on the cross, this is when the Holy Spirit fell on the day of Pentecost, on the Feast of Weeks. Hallelujah. Jesus wants us to know. Amen. 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 My local pastor was telling me about that. Um, Amen. A while back when I was teaching the kids about Pentecost. Amen. I'm gonna I'm gonna show you guys uh, a quick. I'm gonna uh, before you go. I just wanna I wanna I want you guys to see this. Amen. Because it really yeah. this this video really illustrates what it was like. Amen. Uh, to go to these feast days and to be um, brought into somebody's house that was either a family member or even just somebody that you didn't know, your neighbor. And so it, it would be like a couple of days journey for a lot of people to go to Jerusalem for the feast days. And so we're going to experience this in the near future when it talks about the Feast of Tabernacles. Amen. So I'm just going to share this with you guys uh, very briefly. Bear with me for just a second here. Amen. All right. This very, very briefly. Amen. It's, it's very, it's very relevant. Mm -hmm. We're going to see this in the near future. Amen. So I just want you guys to just um, picture this. Jesus really wants us to see this and picture this. Because um, he wants us to come together like this. No sound, girl.
these words written by the Jewish philosopher Philo of Alexandria 2,000 years ago describe... Can you guys hear it now? Some by land, some by yeah. sea. Yeah. From east and west, yeah. north and south. Come for every festival to the temple as to a shared haven, to a harbor sheltered from the storms of life. These words written by the Jewish philosopher Philo of Alexandria 2,000 years ago describe the extraordinary journey of hundreds of thousands of Jews, women, men, children, who left the comforts of home and walked hundreds of kilometers to reach the spiritual capital of the Jewish people, Jerusalem. The pilgrimage in the Second Temple period, three times a year for Passover, Shavuot, and Sukkot, was a challenging journey full of hardships. Groups from nearby villages would join together in the district capital, and from there, they would set out in a convoy at first light. Arise, let us go to Zion. Good morning. Is it morning already? Ah, they must have sold me a broken alarm clock. Wait for us. The merry convoy makes its way to the rhythm of a flute and song. Who by foot? And who by vehicle, who will march in the throng? Even the ox is decorated in honor of the occasion. His horns are coated in gold and an olive wreath adorns his head. Morale is high. Everyone is celebrating until the first ascent. Jerusalem is more than 700 meters above sea level. No matter where they're coming from, in the end, they have to climb. Fortunately, the authorities have built a system of roads for the convenience of the pilgrims. In a study that I conducted together with my father, the scholar of the land of Israel, Yigal Tepper, we found rock-cut stepped roads. Stepped roads ascending to Jerusalem from west, north, south, and east. We believe these are the roads that Josephus describes as carrying the people roads used by the Jews on their way to the temple in Jerusalem. It's a long journey. To relieve the Judeum, the able-bodied race to see who will get there first. Usually the boys reap the glory, but not always. It once happened that the girls arrived ahead of the boys, so it was seen that the girls were swift, whereas the boys lagged behind. The journey takes a long time. Convoys from all over the country come together as they near their destination. One last effort, and then suddenly, the walls of Jerusalem appear. The city that they've been yearning to reach stretches out before them in its full glory. Wow! In their hearts is the eternal verse, our feet stood inside your gates, Jerusalem. But now, on the verge of entering the city, the pilgrims start worrying. The people of Jerusalem are dignitaries, priests, the upper class. How will they treat us? How will they receive us, common villagers from the periphery? Fix your collar. A delegation from the city comes out to greet them, and the pilgrims step in hesitantly. Then everything stops. The people of Jerusalem stand up to greet the pilgrims. They give them a warm welcome. Our brothers, come in peace. Brothers, what an eternal word. Oh, thank you very much. 
Tens of thousands of Jews come to Jerusalem from all over the world. They wear all sorts of styles and speak a hodgepodge of languages, Hebrew, Latin, Aramaic, Greek. They've all come together to celebrate in Jerusalem. After all the greetings and excitement, they have to find a place to spend the night. Many of the pilgrims are hosted in private homes and synagogues that open their gates wide. Others sleep in the open air. In the end, everyone finds a place to sleep. No one said to his fellow, there is no room for me to lodge overnight in Jerusalem. The next morning, they get up early and make their final preparations. Uh, can you please give me two half shekels for the shekel? The pilgrim's most important preparation is spiritual. Before entering the temple, they must immerse in a ritual bath. The waters of the ritual bath cleanse the body of ritual impurity and the soul of profane thoughts. After immersing, they emerge from the waters of the ritual bath, cleansed and purified, as if born anew. I am standing inside a ritual bath. Scores of them have been uncovered here. One could enter on one side to immerse in the water and then emerge pure on the other side. In the southern part of the city, we found a huge pool in which tens of thousands of people could immerse all at once. This is the Shiloach Pool. The ascent to the Temple Mount starts at the Shiloach Pool, the home stretch. Stepped Street, a street used by pilgrims in the first century CE. It was uncovered in excavations that we've been conducting here for the last few years. The state of preservation of this street is amazing, tremendously wide and phenomenally long. This was the biggest street in Jerusalem and possibly in all of Judea. It extends 600 meters from the southern gates of the city to the gates of the Temple Mount, basically to the Temple Gates. The one monumental street links these gates. So, if there's one place that all our ancestors traversed on their way to the Temple Mount, it is here, where we are now. The climb up the steep street is hard, but now it is the heart, not the feet, that carries the pilgrims up. In a few minutes, they will be standing at the gates of the Temple Mount, the Holder Gates. They will stand before God. At the entrance gate, the pilgrims stop remove all symbols of wealth and status. They part with their non-religious objects, purses, staffs, and shoes. Here, these things are of no significance. Before God, everyone is equal. Even King Agrippa would place the basket on his shoulder and enter. The pilgrims march towards the entrance gate ascend along the underground passage and burst out onto the Temple Mount Plaza. What awaits them there shocks the senses. In the center of the plaza is a gold-covered sanctuary rising 50 meters and shining so brilliantly that people have to avert their eyes as if from the rays of the sun. 
an orchestra of hundreds of musical instruments. Harps, flutes, trumpets, lyres, floods the Temple Mount with music. The Levites sing songs of praise to God, lifting the souls of the pilgrims. The pilgrim closes his eyes. When he lifts his gaze, he sees that he is not alone. With him are the other pilgrims. Everyone is here together. They're all comrades after their shared journey. When the pilgrims return home, they will carry in their hearts the memory of those wonderful days, the days of the pilgrimage to Jerusalem. Amen. This is the reason why, um, hallelujah, during the uh, the Feast of Weeks Pentecost, there were so many people speaking all these different languages because there were so many people there from all over, from Israel and from Jerusalem, Israel, and from around Israel and further out. Amen. This is why there weren't so many people speaking those different languages, like we read about Parthi and the Medes and the Elamites, all these different languages. Amen. Because Jesus poured out his spirit on all those thousands of people. 3,000 people ended up um, converting because they seen that miracle. Hallelujah. Becoming believers in Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Bless and Sister Brenda. Hope you enjoyed hey. that. Yes, amen. The ritual bath is like being baptized. Amen. That's exactly what is the same thing. Yeah. Amen. Except for <laughs> Jesus just commands us to do it one time. Amen. That's that, but that's where it came from. The reason that's why I gotta go from. is I was walking down with my dogs down the street and the place I used to work at, I heard an old woman screaming for a really long time. Help. She was screaming, help. She kept screaming it over and over and over again. So I got to figure out what, I mean, I, I got, I can't just let that go. I got to figure out what I'm going to do about Amen. that. Amen. Amen. Not something not right about that. Well, I'm going to walk back down there again and see what's going on. I'm not supposed to be down there, but I walk my dogs down there anyhow, but I got to do something about that. That's not right. Amen. Right. Well, well hopefully it's not to nothing too safe. bad. Maybe. Maybe she fell or something, but we could definitely um, just say a quick prayer before you go down there. Yes, Jesus, amen. may you guide Sister Brenda. May you help the situation, Jesus. May you bring encouragement and strength and favor in the holy name of Jesus on her on her um, her uh, her former co-worker, Jesus. May you bring healing, Jesus. May you bring, Jesus, hallelujah, your will and your way, Jesus. May you bring, Jesus, upliftment and strength and focus, Jesus. May you bless Jesus this uh, this instance, Jesus, with your favorable circumstances, Jesus, with your circumstances, what you want, Jesus. Hallelujah. May you guide hands, Jesus. May you guide Sister Brenda's hands, guide her eyes, guide her hands, guide her feet, Jesus. Guide her mind, Jesus. Bless her with holy and righteous wisdom and holy and righteous judgment. Bless her with anointing, Jesus, to lay hands on anyone that needs help, anyone that needs healing, anyone that needs encouragement. In the holy name of Jesus, we pray. We say hallelujah. Amen. Amen. 
in the it's, home. It's an assisted living facility, so it could be that they're just letting mm -hmm. the person yell and they're not doing nothing about it. I don't know, but I'm going to go down there and I'm going to just see if the person's still screaming. If they are, then I'm just going to have to ask the Lord what he wants me to do. Amen. Amen. God Amen. bless you guys. Thank you for that video. That was really, I, that was very eye-opening. Amen. I appreciate Amen. that. Appreciate the word. God bless you guys. Amen. Love y'all. Good night. God bless you. Blessing, Sister Brenda. We love you. Amen. Hallelujah. Hopefully everything is uh, okay. And Jesus guides that in the way it needs to be guided. Amen. Hallelujah. So the next scripture that Jesus led us to is Leviticus. Amen. Leviticus 23. Amen. We're going to go back to Leviticus 23. Jesus led us to start at line 23 in Leviticus 23. Amen. And we're going to go, uh, we'll probably go a little bit more into this in our next sermon. Amen. Hallelujah. So this is the Feast of Trumpets. Amen. The next feast day. Amen. The trumpet is very, very uh, significant in the Bible. Amen. And we'll just we'll just briefly go over this Feast of Trumpets. Amen. So Leviticus 23, starting in line 23. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, In the seventh month, in the first day of the month, Shall you have a Sabbath, a memorial of blowing of trumpets and holy convocation? You shall do no servile work therein, but you shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. And so we, we it's actually blown over the sacrifice. It is blown over the food. Amen. And so um, Jesus led us to uh, celebrate this and we'll, we'll share a little bit more on just the, um, the, the miracle and the, the divine uh, power of the feast of trumpets amen that Jesus blesses um, when it is uh, followed and uh, observed observed amen and so the next scripture that Jesus led us to is numbers 10 1 through 10 just to briefly look at um, the feast of trumpets Amen. And uh, the, the the order of trumpets, why are the trumpets uh, so important? Why are the trumpets themselves so important? And Jesus laid this out uh, for the children of Israel during the um, after the Exodus period in Numbers 10. And we're going to read this just briefly. Jesus led us to Numbers 10. We're going to start right in line one. So Numbers is right after uh, Leviticus. Amen. <clears throat> and the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Make thee two trumpets of silver of a whole piece, shalt thou make them, that thou shalt use them for the calling of the assembly and for the journeying of the camps. And when they shall blow with them, all the assembly shall assemble themselves to thee at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And if they blow but with one trumpet, then the princes, which are heads of the thousands of Israel, shall gather themselves into, unto thee. When you shall blow an alarm, 
Okay, so the one trumpet is like a quick spurt of the trumpet, right? When you blow an alarm, then the camps that tie that lie on the east part shall go forward. So you're blowing an alarm is a little longer. When you blow an alarm the second time, then the camps that lie on the south side shall take their journey and they shall blow an alarm for their journey. So two long blows. But when the congregation is to be gathered together, you shall blow, but you now you shall not sound an alarm. So it's a it's a calmer, more held out sound. Amen. So it says not no, it's not an alarm. Okay, when the congregation is to be gathered. Hallelujah. So we think about that when we, when we think about the seven trumpets of Revelation. Like the trumpets are being sounded, to, saying, get ready, get ready, get ready. Amen. And then, of course, Jesus says on the last trump, right, in 1 Corinthians 15, that's when the rapture happens. That's the gathering. Amen. So it's the same thing. Hallelujah. And the sons of Aaron and the priests shall blow with the trumpets, and they shall be to you for an ordinance forever throughout your generations. And if you go to war in your land against the enemy that oppress of you, then you shall blow an alarm with the trumpets, and you shall be remembered before the Lord your God, and you shall be saved from your enemies. Also in the day of your gladness, and in your solemn days, and in the beginnings of your months, you shall blow with the trumpets over your burnt offerings, and over the sacrifices of your peace offerings, that they may be to you for a memorial before your God, I am the Lord, your God. Amen. Hallelujah. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to, we're going to stop here. Amen. Just a little early. Amen. And we're going to go a little bit more into this in the next sermon about the feast of trumpets, because it's a lot. Amen. It, it really is a lot. There's a lot. This, the trumpets are very significant. Again, we have the, we have the order of the trumpets here, what we just read. We have the seven trumpets of Revelation, and we have the last trump, amen, which is the, the rapture, amen, of the church, amen, the gathering of the church to Jesus, amen. And so we're just going to quickly, we want to take a look, amen, at uh, Holy Land site. They do a, a quick video that kind of goes over the Feast of Weeks, Pentecost, and, and um, sums up uh, a little bit more um, what we just read about uh, the Feast of Weeks, a.k.a. Pentecost, and the 50 days. Amen. So we're going to take a quick look at that. Amen. Just bear with me for just a second. Just briefly. Amen. Amen. Oops. Amen. Hallelujah. 
God providing for them so they wanted the early rains they wanted the latter rains and that would give them more of a harvest and when they obeyed the Lord God would bless them and they would have more of a harvest but when they didn't obey the Lord God would not bless them and they would have a lack of and that was a sign that they were not following God so God's provision for them found in these festivals was also a message to tell them that if you aren't right with me, then you are going to lack. And we see that today as well. If we're not right with God, there's going to be things missing in our lives. We're not going to feel right. We're going to feel guilty about things. We're going to feel out of place. We're not going to have a purpose in life. We're not going to have a reason for living. We're going to feel lost. We're going to be in bondage to sin. We will have many many difficulties that God does not wish that we would have but it says that the wages of sin is death so when we're not right with God then we are going to have these problems and sin will kill us and destroy us so we see in these feasts that they're surrounded by harvest which we can see that God's blessing or lack of thereof so how do we see this fulfilled in Christ Pentecost God's plan to save souls included more than just the Jews. Through Jesus, this plan was revealed in Matthew 9:37. Jesus tells his disciples that the harvest is great, but the workers are few. Then he put the plan into place. In Acts 1:4, he tells them to wait in Jerusalem for the Holy Spirit. So what is going to happen on Pentecost? How does Christ now fulfill Pentecost? Well, for Christians, we know that the church was born on Pentecost. Okay, so Peter stands up, preaches, and 3,000 receive Christ and are baptized. It's also interesting to know that 50 days after the Jews left Egypt, the law was given on Mount Sinai. In an essence, the nation of Israel was born in some regard at Mount Sinai, we could say. So 50 days after they leave Egypt, the nation of Israel is now born, in essence, on Mount Sinai.
Interestingly, 50 days after Christ's death, the church is born here on the Temple Mount, we believe. The church is born on this Pentecost day. So we see that Christ then fulfills, and now the church is born, and all who believe in him now become part of the church. They become part of the family of God, which is beautiful, which is absolutely beautiful. You can go anywhere in the world and look for someone in the family of God, and you've got a comrade, you've got a friend, you have an identity and a kindred spirit likeness, unlike any other person on earth. So in summary, the Feast of Pentecost, called Shavuot, today in Hebrew, pointed to the great harvest of souls, both Jew and Gentile, that would come into the kingdom of God during the church age. The church was actually established on this day when the Messiah poured out the Holy Spirit and 3,000 souls responded to Peter's first proclamation of the gospel. So now what we have is an interval, a long interval between the spring festivals or feast and the fall. So we have the first starting right on Passover on the 14th of Nisan. And then we have the Passover, we have the unleavened bread, we have the first fruits, then 50 days after Passover, then we are going to have Pentecost or the festival of weeks. So this long interval is three months between the harvest and trumpets pointed to in the current church age, a period of time that was kept as a mystery to the Hebrew prophets in the Old Testament times. So this leaves us with three fall feasts, which are yet to be fulfilled. The abuse of eminent domain, the abuse of our property rights all throughout South Dakota is of great concern to me. I feel like I have an ability to say something to people about it, and that's why I'm here. Not only to protect myself, my family, my future farming abilities, and the future of the farm for my kids and their kids, else is to come in the future, but also those in South Dakota. On Santa Claus, free festive wreath for your front door, perfect for indoor and outdoor use, windows and walls. Snag your free gift from Taima today. Click to shop now and celebrate in style. They're similar to the first spring feast, and the fall feast takes one right after another. The Feast of the Trumpets starts on the first day of the seventh month, Tishri, the Day of Atonement, on the tenth day of Tishri, and the Feast of Tabernacles, or Boos, on the 15th to the 22nd of Tishri. So, once again, in the Spring Feast, you'll have three feasts kind of packaged together, then the Pentecost, and you'll have an interval of three months, and then you have the Fall Feast, which are packaged right together. Now, in essence, this was really convenient for the Jews because they were required to come to these major festivals or feasts so they could come and celebrate in three right together, and then they could celebrate in three in the fall together. Then they could come for Pentecost as well. So now let's look at the Feast of Trumpets. This is the fifth of the feast or the festivals. 
This is found in Leviticus 23, 24. Amen. So we're just we're going to go ahead and just stop it right there. Amen. And I hope you guys um, enjoyed that. Jesus really wants us to focus in on this. Amen. And why these these feast days are so important, why this feast of dedication is so important that he dedicated himself to us and he dedicated us back to him. Hallelujah. Through these feast days, through these uh, the, the Sabbath days, through Pentecost, the feast of feast of weeks through the Feast of Trumpets. Amen. He wants us to know that Jesus is calling us to higher. He is calling us to understanding in him and dedicating ourselves to him, obeying him, following him, because he wants to build us up and edify us. He wants us to continue to search the scriptures. He wants to, us to continue to grow closer to him through our prayers and our fastings and our our um, our praise and worship, which was a lot of, a really big part of these feast days. Amen. And so does anybody have anything, um, any, uh, anything that stood out, any personal uh, revelations, anything that, uh, that you guys uh, wanted to share? Amen. Dad didn't, Dad said he don't have anything to share and I um, can't think of anything either. Amen. Amen. What about you, Miss Rose? You got anything? No, I don't have nothing. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed. Amen. Jesus uh, really wanted us to, to really see what it what it's like to celebrate these feast days, what it was like to come into Jerusalem. Amen. He wants us to come together with one mind and one accord, just like it says on the day of Pentecost, um, just like how people come together nowadays for, the, for you know, uh, not so good things, you know, um, during New Year's Eve, coming together, thousands of people coming together for Jesus, thousands of people coming together, putting their food together for Jesus, dedicated to Jesus, in honor of Jesus, praising and worship, singing songs to Jesus, not our favorite uh, sports team, but to Jesus, singing these songs that we sing for praise and worship on Saturdays, on the Shabbat, and on Sundays, during our church services, thousands and thousands of people singing it together amen can you imagine that hallelujah that's what jesus wants to see that's why his spirit was poured out on the day apparently that's one of the reasons he he prophesied that it was going to happen but he also wants to see us come together like we like we like we um heard in the other sermon to come together he wants the nation i desire to come together and to come together right this is what he's talking about as we're looking at these feast days of joy amen and so we'll see you guys on the next sermon. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you for fellowship and thank you for coming together. Jesus is, is watching. Jesus is, is pouring out. He's blessing us with wisdom and direction. Amen. We love you guys. We love y'all so much. Love you too. Love you, love you Okay. Love you. Love you. Amen. See you later. All right. Blessings, y'all. Blessings. Blessings to you. It's time for bed.